Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with us on Twitter, you can reach us at ILTM Podcast. We also have an Instagram, I Love That Movie Podcast. We also have a closed Facebook group. Uh, it's just a place where movie lovers can get together and discuss film judgment-free, and my only rule in there is keep it positive. And today, we actually also made a Discord. I'm brand new to Discord, so... Um, I used it a little bit earlier this year, and I thought, you know, it's a good option for people that hate Facebook. So if you do not like Facebook, you can still chat with us on there in real time. Um, And I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I want to take a quick moment to thank our top supporters on Patreon. Um, So those are like our all-star supporters. Um, That's Chris Balga, Jeff Woodman, Michael Cross, and Joseph George. Huge shout out to you guys. And shout out to everybody that gives on there. We really appreciate it. Um, You know, my content's free. The only Benny is that if you uh, sign up for the Patreon, you're supporting the show, which is awesome. Thank you. And if you join the five or $10 tier, I actually put out a bonus episode of just, you know, kind of pop culture stuff that comes out every week. And you can even send me suggestions, things you specifically want answered or things you want to hear discussed. So that's another fun little thing. And we have fun in there. Uh, lastly, we also have a Teespring. So if you want to buy, I love that movie swag, that's an option too. Um, so I'm done with all my plugs. Uh, we've got a returning guest that you've heard this month already. Uh, we have Courtney. Say hi, Courtney. Back at it again with that spooky, <laughs> spooky stuff. Back with the spooky stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that we were <laughs> able to schedule a couple times this month. Yeah. Um, this spooky month in the year of our lord 2019 (laughs) um uh what uh you know our guest well before i go forward with that just in case someone hasn't heard your other spooky episode which everyone should go back and listen to we talked about the black coat's daughter yes uh why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit uh i'm courtney i also go by victoria bain as my cosplay name you can find me on instagram at uh, vicky bain um I mostly post a bunch of really funky wigs, so, you know. Um, I also have recently gotten a kitten, so if you hear any jangling in the background, that's just him (laughs) dooting around. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much me. Yes, and you've been on the show quite a few times, too. We did American Psycho, we've done the Blair Witch Project. Um, you've been in our top five episode of the year, I think in year one. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. And we're friends in real life. IRL friends. (laughs) So IRL. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, check out her wigs and her cosplays. They're amazing. Um, and if you want to 
buy one of her wigs, you yes. can commission those too. I so. open commissions back up on the 21st. And actually, if you want to see even more stuff, uh, I am part of a pretty awesome cosplay group, Cosmic Coterie, also on Instagram. We also have a website, uh, CosmicCoterie.com. Um, and yeah, we just have a bunch of information. We've got some tutorials up too. So if you want to take a look at that, please do. It's a great resource. So you guys should definitely check that out. Um, so Courtney, our guest always picks the movie. Indeed. So what movie did you pick? I picked this time around the remake to Suspiria. I am so excited about this. <laughs> I had not. I mean, I, I know usually the guest goes first. I'll just say really fast. I, I had not seen this before. Mm-hmm. So I watched it on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah really enjoyed it so why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about your first experience with so the film. i watched the original some time ago i didn't really care for it and I, <laughs> I i don't know why it was just one of those things it's not a bad you know movie it, it's fine but i um saw that uh amazon had done the remake and i was like oh well, let's take a look at that. And I, I was going in fully suspecting it to be just like, you know, a recap of what had already happened with some things different, but it's completely different. Uh, yeah, it's I, it's not so much a remake as a, a reimagining. Yeah. And and I think um, I, I can imagine like if Chris Katz listening <laughs> or some other um, fans of, of this genre um, and, and you really like that that first original one, I think. The original movie was more, not impressionistic, but like it was more visual and like an experience. Yeah. And this one is heavier on story and characters. So it kind of, it depends on what you like in a horror film, I think. I think so. And I think I'm on your side. Normally, this is what I go for a little bit yeah. more, even though I love visuals. Yeah. And the visuals in the movie are amazing. amazing. Um, don't want to take away from that. But I think I think they're two different animals. Yeah. And so it kind of depends on like what you're more into. And I'm more into this. So I'm with mm-hmm, you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I haven't unfortunately gotten the chance to read the books that these are based off of. I, oh, I didn't know they were based on um, books. I want to say there's three. Um, let me, let me okay. try and remember. Uh, it's hard for me to remember. At least I think I'm, <laughs> I might be wrong, but I think I'm pretty correct about that. Um, okay. But That's yeah, cool. there's three different books, and they go through like the different um, great mothers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I still might be wrong about that, but um, I I want to, <laughs> no I do want to go back and read them. But like this, this is just, and I hope they do have a chance to adapt the other two stories, so that they yeah. can like really flesh out. Because like in the end of this, like if you watch like through the credits, there's like a little clip of um. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, shit. Oh, I have to go back and watch You that. fool. You absolute idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Marvel movie. I didn't know. Well, I didn't either. You're like, there's eight end credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. But um, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, there's just like this quick shot of Susie that you can see. And it kind of is like one of those things that's kind of, it's super quick. It's super quick. But it's like okay. one of those things that could possibly be like setting up for more. I kind of really hope that's true, but with horror movies, you never really know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, did it make enough? Did it attract enough attention? Well, for our audience out there, as usual, I would go watch this movie before you hear us talking about it. Yes. 
But I'm going to read the synopsis really quick and um, give you a little taste of what it's about. So uh, here's what I have. It's just a couple quick sentences. Um, A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. So good. Oh, it's so good. It's enigmatic. I love it. <laughs> I know. And, and uh, I had a couple quick facts, too, that I wanted to throw out there. Um, and I actually didn't write down a ton of notes. There's tons of people in this movie. So we'll talk about all the different act- actresses mainly or actors. Let's say yeah. actors um, uh, and and the director and all that good stuff. But uh, so Dakota Johnson completed two years of ballet training wow. for preparation in I this film. Know. But I can tell. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit off mic, but um, I did not oh my realize God. that that okay. was Dakota Johnson. <laughs> Holy crap. You guys. Okay, so she's unrecognizable in this movie. Yeah. Like, when I went back and I looked at, like, the credits and I was like, wait, isn't that the girl from 50? 50- what? It's, she's. I could not believe she's it. unrecognizable. Yeah, she plays Susie, the redhead, which everything in this movie ends up kind of centering on. But she, I mean, I was just like, who's this beautiful woman? I got to see who this is. And then I, I pulled up her. Not, not that beautiful. she's not beautiful, but. She doesn't but... look like herself. <laughs> yeah, she does like, not. I, I, I was so shocked. I was so shocked. And I know that sounds bad, <laughs> yeah, and... but like, it's not like she's like unattractive otherwise. It's just that she looks like a completely different person. Sort of like how, okay, so Tilda Swinton is in this movie. So Tilda Swinton is also in that movie that uh, Amy Schumer did, uh, Trainwreck. So she's unrecognizable in that movie. So Dakota in this movie is as unrecognizable as Tilda Swinton is in Trainwreck. (laughs) Yeah. And hearing that she had two years of training makes sense because I thought that watching the film, I was like, I guess they just found actors that were all dancers Mm -hmm. already. Like, that's how Mm -hmm. good it is. In the movie, it's another big departure from the original, which there is a dance in the original, but this one sort of centers on dance. I think that's why I like it so Um, much better because it's the dance is so integral to the ritual that they're trying to do in this particular movie. Yeah, it's like they're casting a spell. And, And it's also less... There's no sex in this film, whereas in the original yeah. there is. And it um and it's the dance is not I mean the it's dance like, in and of itself. I guess like there's sexual some... and visceral and primal, but it's not like overtly right. so. It's not ex it doesn't exploit mm-hmm. them and it's not it's more on from their mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, like their pleasure versus being sexy. It's like sexual in for them themselves yeah um the other note that i had was that um and i'm not gonna say this name right i can feel it uh david kaganik wanted to dance to directly wanted the dance to directly reflect women's movements and emotions so the inspiration uh for the choreography came from female dancers mary uh wigman uh pina bosch and Mm -hmm. sasha waltz uh, modern dance is notably more integral to the plot of this remake than the ballet mm-hmm. was to the original, uh, despite both being set in dance academies. So sort of going back to what I was saying earlier. Um, but yeah, I think that's interesting uh, that the 
you know, this was based on like female dancers' yeah. movements because I feel like a lot of times the choreography is all done by men, inspired mm-hmm. by men, and what men want women to be doing mm-hmm. in the dance. But to kind of go back to some women and ask them like, what would you do in this dance? I think it's kind of cool because it, it's mm-hmm. it's different because of like, that. I think too about the dance. So I'm not I'm completely unashamed to say this, but like after I was finished watching it, I okay so. I watched this three times the first time that I watched it. Yeah. Really? I know. I, I know. know that. I know, That's I know. so cool. Because, like, I was so... Like, I feel like you didn't even mention didn't. it until <laughs> you, like, said we are going to do it. <laughs> it was, like, your own little secret. I love that. It was that. just one of those things where I was, like, so entranced by the dancing. I, I literally, like, was, like, flailing around my whole house <laughs> for, like, a week after. That's so awesome. I, like, totally dance around my house, too. <laughs> I told you the other day that like Nick made fun of me after we saw Joker and was like, those are his weird dances are like your dances. And I was like, that's really messed up, Nick. Like what the heck's wrong with you? (laughs) But he just knows it would piss me off. So he says it. But it's true. I dance all the time. Yeah. Like I was just like, even like after I finished watching it, I went and I looked up like, so the dance is called Volk. And I went and like, looked up like you know more information on like the choreographer and like the what the dance was like based off of there was like a different dance that he did that it was kind of sort of based off of um mm-hmm. and i i being me i've never seen dance quite like that and it intrigued me because me neither like, you know I, I you see your typical like you know i've seen interpretive dance before but it's always like super crazy but this was like it was so like yeah, it's powerful yeah, exactly. and fierce in a way that I don't think you exactly. normally see it was so, women dance. Yeah, so fierce and so like just primal and like base. It was something that I had never seen before, and I think that's kind of like a theme <laughs> with the past couple of movies that we've done. Is like stuff I've never seen before. <laughs> from my mind. Well, yeah, the 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 horror genre yeah. is evolving. It's 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 turning into something else, and I love the direction that it's taking. Absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, this movie is two hours and thirty two minutes, so it's about an hour longer mm-hmm. than the original, which I did not realize. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because if the original was sort of more Visual. just, you know, visuals and evoking emotions and. I, you know, this one, I think there's a long, interesting mm-hmm. story that has to be explored. I never felt the no, runtime, no, no. though, at I, all. Like I said, I watched like it I was, I, I watched times. the whole time. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't, <laughs> there you go. It doesn't, I, like, you said that, and I was like, wait, really? But yeah, it doesn't feel like it's that long at all. Because the pacing is yeah. really good. Like, I don't feel like... Yeah. It's really good. And I didn't realize, I mean, I remember like, you know, they had red carpet premieres and I think they still showed it in theaters. I didn't realize, I guess it just flew under my radar. I didn't know that it was uh, an Amazon film. So I think like kind of going in, not really knowing a whole lot of that information helped for me because then it, I didn't have these expectations like, oh, this is like going to be a made for TV movie. Who cares? You know, kind of thought like it was really, really good. I saw it it on amazon like i think it was just some random afternoon that i was doing something and i was like oh there's that's that movie that i wanted to see that i didn't get the chance to see in theaters and like i was like wait amazon actually yeah. like produced this oh okay and then when I, I started watching it i was like whoa amazon produced this 
<laughs> you know, like it was like surprising. Yeah, and I know it probably shouldn't be surprising given like what Netflix has done with different movies and all that, but it's just it wasn't. I mean, summer yeah, hits and no, summer misses, though. So it's kind of that one movie yeah. that I won't talk about that made me so angry. <laughs> oh God, I remember that one. I watched two this week. I can't even remember their <laughs> names. They were so bad. I literally yep. just fell asleep. And I woke up and Nick went, yeah, just <laughs> let's just go to bed. Like, it was like that defeating. Like, yeah, like, um, and that, that doesn't even include the ones yeah, I just yeah. turned off. So there's some bad ones on there. I mean, let's be there honest. definitely are. But yeah, like, not you're yeah. right, though. Not knowing that Amazon was the one that produced it was definitely uh, something that, you know, not knowing that made me want to see it more, I guess. Yeah, I thought I had just missed like it, it in theaters. It didn't. So have, it was like, kind of like a bias. Yeah, I didn't. It. Right. Um, so I, th- those are kind of my quick facts. I had also, you know, this is directed by Luca um, mm-hmm. Guadagino. He did um, mm-hmm. "Call Me by Your Name," which have you seen that? I haven't yet. I haven't either. It's on- <laughs> <laughs> it's on- I, I'm not going to pretend like I've seen it because I have not. It's on a list. A mile. Long. Same. <laughs> I, you know, I know it, he, he basically like wrapped up that movie and immediately started doing yeah. this one. Um, and I think he did an, an amazing job. Uh, yeah. I really, really like how it turned out. Um, a few people actually, like when you, when you said that you were going to pick it, uh-huh. they were like, like Jeff, he was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you to watch it, but I'm so scared you won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I put like, I oh, liked yeah. it, he was like, good, good. <laughs> yeah. He's like. Because he was messaging me like right after we talked about it. He was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, I love it so much. Oh, I can't wait for you to see it. Oh, this, this and that. And he's like, I'm not going to say anymore. Like, you know, I feel like it's that kind of film where you either really got it and you really liked mm-hmm. it or you didn't. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at the reviews and they definitely reflect that. Yeah, yeah. Which is so weird to me because it's like, it's so good. Like, how could you not like this? I know. It's like, I think it's expectations. Yeah. I think it's if you were really glued to the original, then it's hard for you to kind of like let go. Yeah. But then like, I know, I noticed like in our group, uh, Chris Cat was saying it, it's in some ways a love letter to the original, but his own spin. So yeah. it's like, it's it doesn't erase it. But and he said different. he's... Uh, yeah and like he said like this was a movie that he's like wanted to make for a long time and a movie that really inspired him but then he just did something different with it Mm -hmm. you know and i think if you look at it that way like just walk in knowing this is not going to be the suspiria you know but it is made by someone that loves that then i think that kind of sets the stage for like you know Mm -hmm. and i think so much has changed Mm -hmm. since that one that came out in the 70s that like yeah. It makes sense to reinvent it, oh, you yeah. know. Absolutely, and I love. Oh my god, I love everything about this stupid movie. <laughs> yes, let's 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 dive in. Let's, like, let's talk about let's some of your favorite. Cut into the good meat here. Uh, exactly. First of all, um, I already love Tilda Swinton. I mean, yeah, I think like the first time I, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, what's the first time that I saw her? I feel like it might have been in Constantine mm-hmm. when she was Gabriel, Gabriel. Yep. and I just I suit. saw her and I was like oh my god I love <laughs> this person this human so much yeah. I mean I love that movie but yeah. also her yeah. I was just like or, or you know it's sort of a question mark almost which I think yeah. is cool because Gabriel's an angel it's sort of a 
who knows yeah. kind of thing. And I was um, like one of it was like one of those situations where you saw her and you were just like I feel a way about mm-hmm. this person <laughs> that I've never Definitely. felt before. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I love And she continues to slay in every movie she's in. So. She plays again, if you haven't seen the movie Stop! Stop right now. Go watch it, and then come back. But she yeah, this is a huge spoiler. <laughs> she plays three different roles in this movie, and the first role I didn't realize until the second time that I watched it because I turned on like the the Amazon the X ray thingy, mm-hmm. you know, the little side scroll. Oh yeah, thing. I and like, I love that Amazon does that. It was it was a scene with Doctor uh, Klimper, the the little german doctor old guy in the movie yes yeah, the psychotherapist and i was looking on the side and i was like wait what because she plays the little old guy yeah it's like okay so about halfway through the movie i'm like okay i feel like this is like a makeup job first of all the makeup job is really Amazing. good it's fantastic um yeah it's really good and I could sense that it was probably a younger person, but at first I was like, I wonder if it's like, because I hadn't seen him. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe it's like the director. Because mm-hmm. like there's, the other thing about this movie is there's almost no male characters. Mm-hmm. There's like three? Like, yeah. And one of them's played by a woman. Yeah. Um, and so I thought maybe, because of some of the things that happened to this character, I thought, you know, maybe this is like the male character in the movie that they're getting to say certain things to mm-hmm. later on in the film that are sort of like a message. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, nope, it was, uh, it was Tilda Swinton the whole time. She plays Madame Blanc beautifully. So beautifully. Yeah. And then she plays um, Mother Marcos. And that was... <laughs> that was something else. That was I was like, crazy. what happening? What <laughs> is... What? What? I was like... I didn't, I, yeah, didn't I didn't expect it. it. Didn't I was like, it. holy you didn't shit. See yeah. It. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But she it's does, intense. she does such a good job. Like she's playing against herself in some of the scenes as Madame Blanc and as Mother Marcos. Yeah. That, that's more classic her. Yeah. In those scenes. Yeah. And it's so good. Like I didn't know again until I had the freaking x-ray thing on that she was playing both roles because she was playing off of herself so well. That I just, like, I was so into it. And, like, of course, like, the makeup helps, but I, if I hadn't yeah, seen no, it, I, I would have been so I didn't confused. Realize it. I, I would have been so confused, like, what? But, yeah, like, she's so good in this movie. And, like, as Madame Blanc, like, okay, let me let me back it up a little bit. So, like, the thing about the dance company in this movie is that it's run by witches. And mm-hmm. there are different um heads of the coven and they vote on who's going to be like in charge of the coven like whose ideals they're going to follow and towards the beginning they all have their vote and they end up voting for mother marcos instead of madame blanc and there's like factions within you know the coven about people who are more willing to follow madame blanc and people who are more willing to follow mother marcos and Mother Marcos is, like, gravely ill. She's diseased. She's, like, a leper, basically. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do is find a vessel for Mother Marcos to inhabit. Mm-hmm. And so, I like, the whole 
situation of like the, the, the power struggle between Madame Blanc and Mother Marcos and, you know, Susie, you know, kind of giving into it, but then finding her own power through this ritual that they're enacting, which is the dance that they're tr- teaching everyone. Yeah, and you get the sense, or you you learn throughout the film that there's been, they've tried a couple women, and it hasn't worked out girls, I guess. Patricia, who is the very first girl that you're introduced to, she comes to the doctor's office and is just like ranting and raving. They've tried to, to make her the vessel, but she's too unstable. She's just like, you know, she's gotten wise to what's happening to her, because they're like, basically like prepping her for this this transfer and she you know she she bails yeah she figured it out she bails and they can't find her so now they have to start over and Susie is from is she it's was it iowa that they're from i can't remember that sounds right a farm town for sure but she's from this very sheltered almost almost not quite amish but yeah, close to close it. Close to family, and her mother dies. And when her mother dies, she's like, you know, free to do whatever she wants. She goes down to this dance, you know, hall, this dance, not dance hall, but this dance uh, school that she's been wanting to go to. And, you know, she gets there, and they're like, oh, well, we've been trying to reach you. Now's not really a good time. But she's like, you know, I have to do this. And so they let her do it, and she, like, blows them away. And, like, there's power in the dance that she's auditioning with, so much so that Madame Blanc is torn away from what she's doing to go and watch her. And that is, like, the first sign of there being something, like, unique about her. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that they kind of keep it a little bit veiled. But, like... Yeah, but there's, like, little hints, like... That it might not even be her choice to come there because don't they say later like we sent for her or good thing we sent for her. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like Madame Blanc at some point grows an affinity for her to where she does not want this transition to take place. and feel the greatness in Susie and she doesn't want it to be wasted on Helena Marcos and her indulgent self just so that she could live a few more years you know she Mm -hmm. wants she senses what's in Susie before anybody else does yeah yeah and it's just oh sorry I get goosebumps no you're fine (laughs) I was gonna mention too that Patricia was Chloe Moritz which I didn't even know what that was her (laughs) but she I mean she plays a pretty small role but yeah she's like at the psychotherapist's office and babbling about a lot of stuff that sounds like she's schizophrenic Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. is wrong. Um, And that there's so many cool, like mysteries wrapped up within this film that you're trying to follow. And it's like some of them tie in and some of them are just interesting side tracks, Mm -hmm. you know, like that are happening at the same time. Yeah. And then, but but yeah, that's one big one that the psychotherapist yeah. gets involved because he's he's worried that Patricia's missing, mm-hmm. um, and she gave him some clues, albeit they sound and, crazy to yeah. him. 
but he's willing to explore some of these because he's like, whatever happened, she disappeared yeah. right after she said exactly. all this. So something went wrong. Um, and the and the uh, I almost said coven. The I mean, they were coven, yeah. but the dance company is not overly concerned about her departure, right. which is strange. And it's something that even I think uh, Susie notices when she gets there. But she's so eager to please them and wants to be there so bad she's kind of that she's ignoring a lot of red flags, which I feel like is such a young person <laughs> thing to do. You know, she's vulnerable coming from this small town yeah. um, in another city. Uh, and, and, and another thing that's cool about the film is it takes place during uh, it actually takes place in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, after World War Two and there's some social unrest yeah. there some anger from everything like that's happened attacks bombings happening yeah. and then mm -hmm. they hint at so they kind of tie that in with what patricia has done because she also has been spotted with the people who are doing the bombings and so it's convenient for them to like just be like oh well she ran away to go and you know do more bombings and that's her choice and so that's feasible for everybody to to grasp onto and it kind of makes you wonder mm -hmm. did she actually like do that or did they place her into that you know right right yeah because yeah it, it's a weird like you could even look at like the whole movie as like some sort of metaphor for you know the society dealing mentally yeah. with like everything that exactly. happened and it's like there's so much emotion and anguish and confusion. And then that's happening at the same time as the events of the film. Like they all kind of tie mm -hmm. in together. But yeah, I do think like the coven uh, created that cover story or somehow helped, you know, stoke the fires, yeah, something. something yeah. It's like, it's too convenient that it's very at the same so, time. Very much so. Um, and then I guess, oh, there's so much that I loved about this movie. It's really super hard to pinpoint like my favorite song. well there's so much going yeah. on like there's you know again the 70s so the berlin wall is literally like right outside the dance yeah. studio so that's interesting yeah. yeah there's just so much happening in the movie like it's so cool anyway like, go ahead the, the <laughs> next thing that i can think about is the um when it's like right after Susie gets there and she's like observing them doing their like practice for the Volk dance and Olga is supposed to be the protagonist of the dance and she knows something is wrong. Yeah, because she's she's taking Patricia's yeah. place, Patricia right? Patricia was her friend. In the dance and she's already like, uh, so she's, that's weird. She's obviously not ever going to come back. How can they be, be that yeah, sure? she's like super suspicious. She's super upset and like she can't deal with it and like at first she tries to go along with it but then she just like she can't do it and so olga tries to break out and and just take off and leave and they kind of hex her on her way out and so yeah it's at this point where Susie is like well i know the dance i've seen you do it a bunch of different times i know how to do it and so they're like, okay, let's see, let's see what you, let's see what you got, essentially. And mm -hmm. they lure Olga into this room, this other like practice room. And as Susie is dancing, Olga is just getting beat the fuck up. <laughs> There's no other way. To yeah, and she's in a room yeah. like it's full of yeah. mirrors, but once you kind of get in, it's like a trap yeah. door. It's can't like you can't get mm -hmm. out. 
and, and another thing about Olga too is like she's significantly older than all the other dancers, mm-hmm. which I kind of wondered about too. Like she's more she's closer to the age of the mm-hmm. witches, which I thought was interesting. I don't know what that means. I know she she actually is a dancer, so that may be why she did this particular scene because yeah. it's crazy. But she's just like so. It's it's again it's like one of those situations where Madame Blanc is like sensing the power that Susie has in her and so as Susie mm-hmm. is dancing the part of the protagonist it's transferring into the like she's got she's angry and like the witches are angry and her dance moves are being channeled into this like attack on Olga in this room and so she's being like basically twisted into a freaking pretzel at this point it's crazy it's looking insane. like it's nuts it's it's hard to watch like I remember it, it is being, like a little upset <laughs> it's like it's it's body yeah. horror I mean there's no tru- other way truly to say it, you it know. definitely is and like they find her the witches find her in this like mangled pile and they like but she's alive and that's that's also upsetting and then like they like impale her with these hooks to like carry her off for later use (laughs) and it's just like wow and then they come up with another cup like they don't even have to really like come up with a cover story for olga because she's stormed out on her own She's already packed the bag, so right. all they have to do is just hide her bag, and then they throw her into like this dungeon to be used later for the ritual. And it, it's it's yep. it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know, but it's like it like I it's so crazy. But it, like watching it, you're like, holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> I, it's just. I will say that that's probably the the first scene that really hooked me. I'm oh. like, oh, that's what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, the next like portion of this that I think is like my favorite is when they're actually like there's so much in between, but like this is like one of like my my hardcore favorite scenes is that they're actually like mm-hmm. doing the Volk dance. And at this yes. point, uh, Sarah, Mia Goth's character, has become suspicious. And because the doctor has met with her, because she, she, Patricia wrote about her. And he's like yeah. told her. They yeah, were close. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's told her all of the stuff that um, Patricia has written in her diary. And at first she's like not really believing him and then late one night she like hears noises and he's like he's told her that there's like hidden rooms in in the the dance school and so one night she hears like this noise and she realizes you know she finds the extra room that he's talked about like Mm -hmm. she's kind of like walks steps to where she's heard the sound and like okay here's where i started and here's where it should end but there's still more here. And so she finds the secret room and she like comes, you know, happens upon the witches and they're like grieving because one of the coven has like killed herself because she's been like conflicted about the choice that she made when they were voting for which, you know, who would be in charge. And like, she's, you know, suspicious. She's found out about this and it's the night that they're, you know, debuting the dance and she, goes down 
back to the secret room and she's like in the dungeon and she finds Patricia and she like Patricia is like withered and like sapped of all of her energy and like just like a husk of a person mm-hmm. and then she finds Olga too and like Olga is maimed and Mother Marcos is down there and she's been like basically like drawing on Susie's power and like calling to her to keep her like you know grounded instead of like wanting to be like freed from what she's experiencing and coming into her own power Mother Marcos is like you know calling her to her like you know to help her prepare for the transfer and so Sarah is like down in the dungeon and then the witches find her and they like have there's like this trap of these holes in the floor and she doesn't see them and she steps into them and just just snaps her leg <laughs> no- it's crazy though it's so she, gross like her bone yeah, comes out and, and like oh the witches find her and she's like screaming and, and crying and they like mend her leg just enough to where they can like put her in a trance and send her back upstairs so she can do the dance and they're doing the dance and it's you know intense and it's amazing and Susie is putting so much power into it that she like she kind of goes off script and is dancing and her power is like swelling and it snaps Sarah out of the trance and her leg breaks again (laughs) and I'm like oh jeez oh my god but like the doctor is also there and he sees what's happening and like he can see like Sarah is like moaning and she wants to scream but she can't really scream because she's still like locked in this trance halfway yeah and it's it's so insane it's so insane she's like writhing on the floor and they're like you know like pushing her bone back into her leg (laughs) and it's just like but like the the way that they've choreographed everything is so intense and like the movements are like super like it's just oh it's so intense it's so intense and i love it so much (laughs) (laughs) i love mia goth um i think the first time i saw her was in nymphomaniac yeah y'all i saw saw that that. (laughs) i saw i I think there's There's, two of them i saw two parts both don't ask me why I know. Yeah, and I think don't ask me why I know. She, she, <laughs> and she might just be in the second part. I don't remember. But I just remember thinking, like, that she was so interesting mm-hmm. looking and so intense. And um, she was also in that movie High She's Life. She was also in A Cure for Violence, uh, which was oh, yeah. an awful movie. And, and it's like, even if the movie's, like, okay, yeah. she's always really mm-hmm. good. And so when I saw her in this film, I was like, she's going to have a lot to do, I feel. I don't feel like you put her in a movie unless you're going to yeah. give her a lot to do. So I was really happy with her part. And don't worry, I've seen a few Lars von Trier movies. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I watched it alone. Oh. And I was really glad I did because I just felt like somebody would be like, literally, what's wrong with you? Why Why did you sit through I've this whole thing? I've definitely film? seen... Um, um, antichrist and melancholia so it's it's fine okay <laughs> so like nymphomaniac i i don't know if there's anything redeemable about either chapter no. um certainly the second chapter 
there was one scene where I just turned it <laughs> off. <laughs> we could talk about that later. Um, I think sometimes when he injects his own ideas yeah. into things, you're like, oh, Yikes. bro, that's really Yikes. too much Yikes. for me. Um, but I thought she was really good at that really film. Good in and this one. I do like Melancholia. Mm-hmm. It's really she's good. She's really good in this film, too, though. Like, her, her yeah, role yeah. as, like, she's kind of, like, trying to, like, get to the root of things. At first, she's just going along, and she doesn't want to hear any of it. And then, like, her suspicions get peaked, and she's just, like, trying to find any information yeah i think i would be interested to know like we know that Susie, her mother died and i feel like that that creates this it it creates a vulnerability in her that she's easy Mm -hmm. prey for these women to sort of fill this mom role for her and i think it makes her easier to like manipulate and get to come and 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 trust whatever they Mm -hmm. want for her and i wonder like when when the doctor says that stuff Mm -hmm. to sarah and she immediately has this reaction of like i'm loyal to the dance academy it's like you know are all these girls sort of looking for a mother figure you know yeah i think that would yeah i just i just noticed that about Susie, and then when that happened with sarah it's like why are they so loyal like there's i feel like there's something to that and and they don't like totally answer it but i i I like that part of it and then i think like the penultimate scene in this movie the the final like ritual the dance yes the, i love the, that part the crazy like naked thrashing and, and power building dance where they're that's when like all the yeah, wheels are off everything it's like... like they take the girls out for like a dinner but they've like either drugged them or like given them a potion or something like they're in this trance and they're all down in this ritual room and they're they're doing this this big dance to like invoke the power that they need to push yeah. mother marcos into Susie's body and Susie shows up and she's like oh hell no <laughs> she basically like <laughs> takes over because at this point you realize that she's actually like so there are three mothers and <sighs> essentially mother marcos has, has claimed the title of one of these mothers and mm-hmm. she's lying through her teeth <laughs> because in reality it is Susie who is this great mother, this this grand witch. And like uh. she's come into her power, she understands everything now. And she's she she's so powerful in this in this instance that she summons death itself. Yeah. Okay. I, I like this ex- explanation because since I've only seen it once, I was kind yeah, of wondering. So that's at least, that's really I mean, cool. I might be off base again, but that's how I, I sense it and see it. No, but it makes like, sense. She, she summons death to this chamber and she kills Mother Marcos. And, oh, before I, before I even, uh, like, oh, this is like such a good, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like once Susie arrives, Madame LeBlanc is, or sorry, Madame Blanc is so like enamored with her and and understands like her power. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't have to do this. Like she tries to stop her. She tries to like talk her out of it, and she tries to like stop everything. And Mother Marcos like slices into her neck. Like she uses her power to like almost decapitate her. And it's yeah. at that point where Susie is like, okay, all 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 the gloves are off. This is the end of you, essentially. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and Madame Blanc too yeah. said something's wrong, She's like, like something's different this is, about this. You know, not right. And like Mother Magnus is so interested in her own ideals that she can't sense it. And yeah, like, yeah, like so death is traipsing around, popping the heads off of all of the witches who voted. It's <laughs> such so, an awesome so visual. And like it's just like any of any witch who voted to have Mother Marcos be in charge is just dealt with. <laughs> as it yeah, and I like how they have they even play back the scene yes. of them voting, and it's like that's how you know who's being killed. That was so awesome. That was so yeah. awesome. That was so awesome. And then like she goes to like I guess the girls who are like the sacrifices for the ritual, and she asks them like you know what is it that you want? And like Olga and Patricia are so worn out at this point. They're so like just eviscerated that they just don't want to live. And so she grants them their death. And then Sarah's like, I want to live. And so she's like, then you shall live. And it's like, Oh my God. Oh, that was so amazing. (laughs) And then like in the morning, (laughs) like, like it's so crazy because like the scene there's all this blood and like viscera everywhere and like the girls are still in this trance and they're dancing their lives out and like Susie is like fully realized her power and she's like yes keep dancing keep dancing and you're just like oh my gosh yes keep dancing <laughs> and like the next day everybody is like in their beds safe and sound like nothing ever happened and like nobody remembers a thing and you're like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Can you like imagine, <laughs> like to to have gone through such like a crazy thing and then not have any memory of it whatsoever? Yeah. No, it's and, like, so it's good. So like, this is my. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I know it's probably not supposed to be funny, but it is funny. Like, they're they're telling the girls that Madame Blanc has left the the company, but it's because they think she's yeah. dead. And so the rest of the witches <laughs> who are left, who were like on her in her favor they're cleaning up the the ritual room and they hear like this noise and it's madame blanc and she's still alive and like one of the witches runs over to her <laughs> and like she lifts her head up <laughs> and she like looks around like oh my god oh i'm still alive and then she lets go and her head slumps back down it's like oh my god like it's not supposed to be i know it's probably not supposed to be funny but it's effing hilarious <laughs> but it's such it's like everything about it is so good one scene i wanted to talk about because i had questions about it um so dr Mm -hmm. clem clemper 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 uh he is a holocaust survivor we find out throughout the film and that he had a wife oh, yeah. who did not make it. But it's a question mark because, I, you know, a lot of times when people went to the camps and they came back, they don't know what happened. So you don't know this at first, but you start right. to put the pieces together. He keeps going back yeah. to an old house uh, that is not lived in anymore and it's completely you know dilapidated and just it's not livable and he comes back and keeps looking at it and then after a while you learn that he was actually Mm -hmm. a holocaust survivor 
and that right. his wife never came back. And so that's sort of like a, a sidetrack little story that's mm-hmm. going on at the same time, but plays into the main plot when the witches yeah. use this pain that he's in to lure him yeah. to the coven. So suddenly his wife is alive and she's she's there waiting and she's, you know, he, he should figure it out because she's much yeah, younger yeah. than she would actually be. But but he remembers her pretty much, I think, the way that she left. And she's like, I'm back. And she like tells him the whole story like this and this happened, but don't worry, yeah. I made it and everything's and fine now and I love you this, and like, I came back for walk. you. And- yeah, it's like very and then it ends and then all yeah. of a sudden he's at the coven and he's <laughs> like, what the hell? And then he they looks around and she's gone. They want to wait for it. Yeah. And the witches tell him, they're like, it's pretty yeah. much your fault she's dead because she, you find out that she wanted to leave before mm-hmm. everything went down mm-hmm. and he didn't mm-hmm. listen to her. And and they're kind of like, you don't listen to that's women, they you don't listen to anybody. And I do feel, yeah, and I feel like that's sort of an undercurrent message in the film of like, yeah, just the way women yep. are not like listened to. And their power is so underestimated. Yeah. I mean, that's another way that the uh, coven is able to fly under the because radar because women. nobody thinks these they're old ladies women. would do anything, what are they going to you know. Do? Right. And so I think that's just like an interesting. But then he's shown grace at the end of the movie because uh, Susie comes yeah. back to and visit him. And she tells him. him what happened to his um, wife and like takes away the memory of that horrible thing that he had to witness. Yeah, I think takes all his memories though, oh, right? Yeah, because right. he doesn't this even like remember his name. Basically, makes sleep. him like have Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she, it's, I don't know. So it's kind of like she punished him. I mean, she takes it away, but yeah, it's just weird. She's just like all this horrible stuff happened to your wife, and it's kind of your yeah. fault. He's like, oh, and then she's like, mm-hmm. but now you don't have to remember it. Anything. But then he doesn't remember anything. Yeah. It so great? it's kind of like, it I don't know. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I liked that, that really aspect good. of it, though. Yeah, I thought it was cool the way they tied all the like political turmoil into the movie. I thought it was done really well. I, I really, really love this film. Yeah, it, it's just, it's good. Um, it's so good. Yeah, and there's so many people that I wasn't familiar with, like, as actors, but I really enjoyed their performances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like all of the the coven, like, yeah, they're so <laughs> they're so like they're so witchy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> there's, not there's not another way to say it. They're just like there's. So, but like one of the other things that I really liked about the the movie and the dance, the Volk dance, is the music behind it. Yeah, like it's such an unnerving kind of disturbing sound it's like an out of tune piano and like this like low hum in the back of it and it's so it's just so different like Mm -hmm. it's so unnerving almost hearing it like it's it's so melancholy and like bleak oh man courtney i just read that uh susie's mother is also death yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. So yeah, it's like she's summoning her mom. She's like, I'm gonna summon my badass like, mom. Like, and I, that's I, really I actually, cool. I misspoke because I said that her mother died, but her mother didn't die. Her mother was just very, very sick. And uh... then at the um at the ritual, Mother Marcos demands that she reaches out with her power and kill her mother because there can be no other oh, mother. That's right. Above 
Mother Marcos, but then Mother Marcos is full of shit because she's not the great mother. Susie is. And so that's why Susie offs her. <laughs> okay. And it's like, yeah, like, and she's right. Like, there can be, like, at, at the end of it, she's like, there can be no other mother over me. And so Mother Marcos is a false mother. Mm. That's so but cool. I need to go back and yeah. I want like want to go watch this right now. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I yeah, watched it. It's really good. <laughs> There's so much there. There's so much substance there with the movie and I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Like I told you I might cut this out, but like <laughs> I didn't have Nick watch it because I was worried I read about all the body horror and I know he doesn't like do well yeah. with that. <laughs> um but I kind of want him to see it though. <laughs> <So> <laughs> just force, like, just give him a well, smelly salt. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, look away. But like, I think he would like it though. I think, I think so really too. Like it. I think so too. When, can, yeah, when I was, up. oh, go ahead. Sorry. If he can keep from passing out. <laughs> yeah. Um. When I was reading the reviews, like, um, some of them were bad. I told you, and then I went on YouTube and just typed in the movie. And all these like glowing reviews came up, but I noticed a trend where it felt like the people reviewing the film were our age or younger. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's there's like an age gap of people that resonate with this film or don't. And there was something kind of exciting yeah. about like so many young dudes being like, "These women are so powerful." Yeah, <laughs> it's cool that that's like okay to say out loud now. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I um, do. And, and, and for them not to feel like, oh, this movie's not for me or I'm not like allowed to enjoy it right. for some weird reason. Um, instead, they're just like, it's so cool. They're like awesome, scary witches that have all this power. Like, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I thought, I think that that's like a big kind of dividing factor why some people maybe didn't understand it while others did. Yeah, um, I, because I agree with that. It, it's a lot like the witch, and and a lot like the other film we talked about, where the main character is not just like this virginal victim of like yeah. at the end they're just like oh my gosh what's happening oh no and then they die oh. you know instead it's like they are reborn as like these queens or witches and yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with like yeah i don't know like 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 the whole idea of being a witch is sort of being a, a metaphor for female empowerment and that being scary to people and so they kind of i mean give it this name of witchcraft because they're afraid of it yeah just like and what happened in salem they they exactly yeah caught wind that there might be something afoot and then they killed a bunch of innocent people mm-hmm. because some girls were lying about what they were up to yep yep mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I think it's a, a big recommend. I'm trying to think of other scenes. I think you like touched on all the big ones that I can think of. I liked every time they went to the to the psychotherapist because I found him trying to figure out if, you know, Patricia's ramblings were real or not really interesting. I like that there's sort of a, a mystery aspect to the film. I loved, um, you know, you talked about the hooks earlier. I also liked when... Uh, when Sarah finds that hidden room and one of my favorite visuals is just like that hook. Yeah. And then she brings it to the doctor and then later he's sort of like hexed into throwing all that stuff in the ocean. Yeah. Or in the river. Yeah. 
like he he's like don't don't take this back they'll know you have it <laughs> so he's like just leave it with me and then i think that too is like one of the things that like marks him for being like a witness because he's like yeah discarded some of their sacred stuff yeah yeah so good <laughs> there's so much <laughs> i know it's so much to unpack it's yeah <laughs> i love to like every time um susie is given all those dreams from the witches and just how that yeah. looks visually. Like, I think they could have did a good job with that in the mirror room too, where it really does look and feel very seventies, but mm-hmm. it's sort of got like a modern twist on it. Like the I whole think- movie's like very drab and gray yeah. Yeah. as opposed to the original too. Like, I don't it's know, just all of that's really neat. Sullen. It's very sullen. Yeah. I, I think too, another thing that I liked was the, like if you weren't certain of something happening like when uh madame blanc is kind of reprimanding Susie for her jumping not yeah. being high enough but really what's occurring is that mother marcos is like down below grounding her to the floor oh and the other girl they come up and they're like okay you you show her how to jump and they basically steal her ability from her her ability to jump and place it into Susie oh okay yeah so like remember she she like she she calls her forward and she does her jumps and then as they're leaving the girl has a seizure that's right but it's because they've marked her to to basically steal her her energy her jump ability (laughs) and so later when madame blanc is working with Susie on her jumps she's like getting her to unleash what they've placed in her Okay. Man, gosh, I gotta watch this again. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I watched it three different times. Like, back to back, one right after the other. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Is it? I don't know if it's awesome. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's crazy that I didn't even know you liked this movie that much. I'm sorry. I, I guess I guess I was kind of, like, scared to say <laughs> i get that it's kind of like an intense movie too no but it's really good like truthfully it's very good yeah and i think more people need to see it i think a lot of people would agree with you yeah absolutely absolutely well were there any other scenes that you (sighs) wanted to i i think i got to the ones that i was like really like raring to get into Cool. Well, I liked all that background. And uh, yeah, if you feel like you need more content, I'll send you some more like interviews that I watch just of people just yeah. like chatting about the film because I really yeah. liked hearing people think through and talk about different aspects of it. Um, I watched a couple like that. Um, but yeah, I guess then I'll, I'll, I'll go to my last couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what moved you to see it three times in a row? Just the 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 story the way that it's paced is really good like I didn't feel like sleepy or anything during the first time that I watched it and just how intense and visceral and primal everything felt and like of course witches are one of my favorite subjects so I had to like I was just drawn to seeing again as like you know I finished it and I was sitting there watching it and I was like I, I gotta watch this again I have to watch it again did I miss something like especially when I didn't realize that Tilda Swinton was three different people in this movie. Yeah, I mean. And then I was like, because yeah. like I had like a, a an inkling that like, you know, there was, like you said, there was definitely some prosthetic makeup going on. I was like, who is this? 
And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh shit, it's Tilda Swinton. How is that possible? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think, like, we're so used to witches being the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And in these newer movies, they're taking a step back and going, well, you know, a long time ago, they really weren't the bad guys, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we're just sort of exploring, like, the guilt of that and, and realizing how... I'm just going to say like the patriarchy plays a big part in that. And I think it's felt in this film too and explored in different ways. And Mm -hmm. uh, it it is a feminist movie, really. Um, There's a lot of feminist messaging in it, uh, which is great. Like it's something that I relate to. I think a lot of, a lot of women relate to. And um, it's also just a really good story and, and, and great, a great mystery. And there's just like a lot of, really exciting visual and emotional stuff that happens yeah um it's like an experience um but it's also yeah it's it's just a good movie guys like you should just see it uh what what's your like one sentence like elevator pitch oh man it's kind of hard right (laughs) like i guess if if you are into strong female roles and aren't too turned off by gore definitely take a look at this one yes um (laughs) yeah i think you know it's a it's a it's the direction i feel like horror is going in where we're kind of we talked about it in our last episode you and i had um we're kind of getting away from like the body count scream dead boob flash (laughs) and it's more about exploring different themes and darkness and emotions and power like it's just i think it's exciting it's like cool in a different direction um and i think you're seeing more women get into this genre than you used to because of that yeah yeah. you know i've always i've I've, for a long time i've liked horror but in the past few years i mean we've had like we talked about last time midsommar hereditary with the witch and those are just such cool films and they're similar in some of the themes like even in the uh in the last conjuring scene i thought about midsommar this time when i watched it you know i was like oh whoa this reminds me a lot about some of the scenes in that movie um yeah this folk horror genre is just fun um and exciting and different uh so i i highly recommend it too as do i yeah well courtney uh thanks for coming back of course anything. <laughs> as always you're an awesome guest Aww. and uh you're gonna have to think about your next horror movie yeah. and i feel like we're gonna talk about one next even if it's not spooky season that's okay yeah we can still well, talk about horror so you know uh, i mean i like other movies just, i know you do <laughs> it just so happens that you know most of the time i'm i'm watching something scary well i get excited about that because i told you in the last episode that we did that uh you know not everybody does so sometimes it's it's yeah. like when you find a another person that likes that same genre you're like ooh, we can talk about so much now Uh, opens up a whole world my husband does not like scary movies there's some movies that i missed out on seeing that i'm mad because he wouldn't go with me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean we've we've all got that going on where our partners (laughs) like there's some movies they're like no and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) so 
Yeah, somehow I dragged Nick to Downton Abbey, so you know. <laughs> he he enjoyed it, but I did feel like a lot of the time he was looking at me and laughing when I was like crying and like going through a roller coaster of emotions, and he's like, "Really, Lisa?" Like, <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, no. so you you can't agree on everything, but um. Yeah, and, and I know you like a lot of other films too. And and to be fair, I don't want to box you in. If there's some <laughs> other genre you want to pick, like please feel oh, no. free to. It's not that you're boxing me in. It's just <laughs> I don't have a very deep bench in terms of other movies that I like. It's just it just so happens to be that horror movies, scary stuff is is like in my wheelhouse. I think again, and I think I've said this before, is because I watched like Nightmare on Elm Street way too young. Yeah, and I it kind of, like I mean, I, I feel that way about The Shining. Like, I think I saw oh, The yeah. Shining when I was too young, and it has influenced every movie that I've enjoyed, and I keep going back to yep. that movie and going like, oh, this has this incredibly emotionally disturbing scene, like this one movie. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing, but it definitely <laughs> affected my movie taste going forward, so oh, I'm yeah. with you there. Totally. And it does seem like people that grew up with horror, they really look at it differently. Like, they have this affinity for it that is hard for people that didn't get into it when they were younger to like understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but I'm glad you picked this film. It's so good. And I think it's kind of cool. Like when I keep teasing you about like, you didn't tell me like this. I just think it's interesting sometimes when you talk about a movie with someone, it's like, no matter how close you are, like as friends, no matter how well, you know, someone, it's like you learn something new. Mm hmm through talking about it so anyway i just think that was cool but uh be thinking about your next episode oh, I will. and uh hope to have you back soon absolutely